Hey everyone, uh, this one is a little different. And not because of the guest or anything like, well, it is because of the guest, but not in like a negative way. It's my man Caleb. He's been on our other podcast several times before. He is more a good friend of Tarek than he is mine, but him and I have built this friendship over this last year and a bit. Uh, and I love it. I think he is an awesome guy. And, uh, you know, we dive into, you know, his personality. He's probably my least known friend from my own personal perspective i just know the least about him uh which also made this a lot of fun because it was just genuine curiosity about you know things in his life how he grew up uh where he grew up exciting stuff about nickelback in there by the way folks and uh i hope you guys really enjoy it uh caleb's a very calculated speaker so he doesn't i i never find he says anything too rashly and he's also a very you know thought out guy uh i love having conversations with him and i just look forward to how this friendship blossoms as silly as that sounds but uh he's he's a bro and and i love everything about him and uh about you know his life and and him and his wife are just such great people and i hope you guys get the most out of this oh snap i think it might be working here dude what what do you mean i see uh, it's got like the little loading circle going as if something might show up. Weird. Oh, very weird. But It has given me no indication that that is happening <laughs> on this end. Oh, well, not to worry. Not to worry. We can just kind of carry on. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's actually kind of funny. I have been looking forward to this all stinking day, Caleb. Okay. Because I... <laughs> you ever had one of those days where the day just starts out miserably? Yes. Dude. It's such like a it's such a first world problem, but <laughs> I I get up, I'm like ready to go for school this morning, hop in my car. I've got about a 15 to 20 minute commute depending on what traffic's like. Yeah. And there's probably about a dozen street lights between me and the school. And I'm pretty sure I hit a red light at literally every <laughs> one of them. And some of them are like maybe 50 to 100 feet away from each other. Yeah. Like, not a big distance in between. And sure enough, mine goes green, we start moving, the next one goes red. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, of course today is that day. And then yeah. I finally get to one where I think I'm going to hit it green. All of a sudden, a stinking ambulance hits the sirens, clicks whatever little button they got in their ambulance that turned yeah. the stinking red, or the light red. So then I got stopped there too. So I was just choked, like just every single. And I thought, yeah. is this how the day's gonna go? Like, yeah, gonna... that's definitely, like, yeah, just definitely a first world problems kind of morning. Oh, I just yeah. felt like I was gonna slip on <laughs> cement, and you know, like, come on. Yeah, it's just. It sounds like Dunmore Road in Medicine Hat. If you hit one red light, you hit them all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just, yeah, it's just the worst. But, anyways, yeah, I just thought, okay. The day has got to get better from here, and so I've been looking forward to this man. Um, glad you could join me for it. And uh, Yeah, for sure. Glad I could be here. And glad I could brighten up your day. Dude, you know, it's funny. These conversations I've been having with people, I started them out with, like, this very, like, regimented idea of, like, questions to go through with people, and then, like, some of them have slowly, just fluidly turned into just straight-up conversations, which I like as well. Because I want yeah. people to feel like it's just just honest, organic conversation with people. But the best part is you are a guy that I like. I know enough about you to carry on a conversation. Right. But I don't know you well enough that like, <laughs> I don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah I hear you. And so I'm, that's the other part of this I'm really looking forward to. It's just that you cool. know we're going to get to know each other quite a bit, I think. All right. And uh, so the first thing I want people to know, um, if you haven't heard uh, us converse before, Caleb has been on our podcast a couple times before. 
Um, check out uh, our episodes on conspiracy theories as well as uh, I think the other one I named it Minimalist Living. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, Caleb's a really cool guy. I've gotten to know him through Tarek. Uh, but like I said, I, I don't know a whole lot about you. And so um, for, you know, I think we've talked about this on, on our podcast before, but uh, Caleb's old house that he just was living in last year uh, was in a sense like the birthplace of the podcast it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I happened to be in Medicine Hat hanging out with Brittany and Tarek right before I was moving back to BC. And I just was like, ah, I should try and go and visit them at least once before I leave. And so I stopped down there. Tarek and I, all Saturday afternoon, were talking about podcasts, how much we love them, how awesome it would be to like start one. And like that was kind of where it got to. And then... We came over to your house, and uh, and that's like where the wheels kind of got moving even more. And you know, that's that's really like where the constructs of it all came came to be. And so Caleb yeah. is is very much <laughs> an integral part of this, and has really been with us from the beginning. And so I, I suppose I have right from the right from like inception there. Exactly, and that's yeah, the that... best part, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's been fun to like tune in. Like, I guess I've kind of tuned in from the start, and then uh, it's been great to be on those episodes and kind of contribute. And uh, I'm happy to be back. It, that was a really fun night too. I remember remember that well. Actually, that was the first time we met. Yeah, um, was was that day? I think we went out for supper or something with Brittany and Tarek, yep. and, and you were there. And then we went back to our place and hung out on the on the patio. It was a nice summer night, so we took advantage of it. And yeah, that, that was a, a fun time. I remember we we realized that we had a common friend in oh, yeah. um, in Jared, <laughs> Jared Harfield. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, can we say names on this podcast? Oh, I'll I'll put his name on blast. <laughs> Maybe right. we won't converse about the stories we told that night, but uh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's always kind of the funny part, right? I always find yeah. that as I have conversations with people, like complete random strangers that I meet through friends and stuff you always find those like small relationships that you realize like the world is a lot smaller than you think. Oh yeah. Yeah. It happens all the time. I grew up in, in Hannah. It's a small farming community about two hours North of medicine hat where, where I'm currently at. And, uh, it's weird. I, I've, it's very few times where I meet someone or, you know, come across someone that I get to know a little bit that doesn't have some sort of odd connection to hannah it's it's right. kind of bizarre yeah dude that's oh man hannah of all places too right just the <laughs> tiniest know, right? little town yep but also close to uh what the heck is that like man-made lake called oh yes yeah, so that's uh sheerness yeah uh, or prairie oasis i guess yeah sheerness is the power plant and then the little campground that they built up around it is called prairie oasis and the name is good actually because like it it, it, that's what it is. I mean, Absolutely. I remember growing up in that area, like we would go camping there all the time, and like we had a we had a boat that we would take out there sometimes. Or friends would have boats out there, and yeah, it's totally man-made. It's actually a cooling pond for the power plant that's there, um, which sounds sketchier than than it is. <laughs> it's well, not like because toxic it, or it, it runs underneath the lake, correct, and then it cools whatever i don't know what goes underneath the lake yeah well the, the is power plant is actually it's like a, a coal fired um i don't realize it's kind of a bad word these days but a cold <laughs> <laughs> coal fired um steam power plant so they all they're doing is they're using the water in there to like in that lake uh to cool the turbines so they don't oh, get too hot yeah so there's okay. actually this really neat part of the lake where um we would always go it, it, it's kind of the where the water drains out through the plant after cooling the turbines it's like really hot so oh, yeah, it's like a, a natural not a natural i guess but like a, a hot tub it's like a big area that's that's oh, the that's temperature awesome. of a hot tub and we would people would always park the boats kind of close by in the evenings and swim into the that area of the lake yes. and uh, yeah i think they've since blocked it off though because people gotten gotten some trouble they they swam way too close up into the plant oh, and good they, grief. They, 
I know it's been many years since I've been there, but yeah. I remember, yeah, Hannah, Prairie Oasis. So how did you know about Prairie Oasis or what was your connection to Dude, that? Dude, uh, okay, so living in Three Hills for the yeah. amount of years I have, right. um, I'm from BC, so I love swimming in a lake. I love, right. you know, uh, camping and just the beach environment and everything like that. And I, <laughs> I was stuck. I didn't know where to go for that. And obviously you can go to like, Bamp if you want but that's like a two-hour drive and it's always packed full of tourists yeah. so never go to Banff. yeah it's i mean <laughs> don't, don't be wrong if you've never been to Banff, you gotta go it's a beautiful place but you know on a scale of one to ten uh ten being completely overhyped i would probably put it at like a nine uh because it's, it's definitely beautiful to check out but people who like rant and rave about how great Banff is and go like I don't know, 10 to 12 times a summer, I think are crazy. <laughs> yeah, that blows my mind. Uh, I just don't find it that cool. Um, I mean, there's a lot of fun hiking and cool little shops like in the city itself. Uh, and obviously like a lot of hiking trails outside of kind of Banff itself. And so that's always fun to go and check out. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm living in Three Hills and I'm stuck as to where to go. And uh, my boss actually said to me, she was like, have you ever heard of Prairie Oasis? And I was like, nope, never heard of it. So <laughs> she just said, you should go check it out and kind of explained, uh, from what I had understood, it was something that went under the ground, not actually that the water was being oh, okay. used to, to help the power plant there. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, I always just thought that's the best thing ever. So I don't know if I don't think I ever actually got down there though. That's oh, really? the funny part. Was, I've I've never. Yeah, actually I was gonna been. say though because like I, I, it doesn't surprise me because I mean Three Hills that was, I mean that was about what an hour and a half from from Hannah? Uh, it's about an hour. It's about an hour right. or so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been I've been actually to Three Hills many times. I had some friends there, and yeah. um, you know, like uh, we always went to Drum Heller. So growing up in right. that small town, Hannah, there, like we we didn't have much to do there. So um, when friends of ours or like i remember when i got my driver's license you know we would uh we would take frequent trips to drum heller um because they had a movie theater in drum heller and, <laughs> right. and restaurants right. that we didn't so we went to movies in drum heller all the time and that was about 45 minutes and i remember we had some friends that would meet us um uh, from three hills friends that would meet us there often so yeah i i know the area pretty good so that, I, it doesn't surprise me that that's a bit of a hike for a, a day at the beach and uh, a man-made uh, middle of the prairies beach <laughs> by by that regard so yeah well yeah i mean it was just kind of the best option you could kind of go for so yeah <laughs> i mean it's good i i i love the prairies it's the only thing missing from the prairies i find is some lakes like people just need to be able to go swimming go fishing you know, have some fun in some water. Uh, I, I think it's a real shame if people don't get that part of their, I don't know, just an experience in life altogether. I mean, I grew up very lucky in central BC where there are lakes galore. Uh, I grew up, you know, we would, we had a, like a spot that our trailer was parked on for camping purposes. And so we would be gone every weekend, basically, um, from... I don't know, age 12 to about 15 or so every weekend uh, from like, I don't know, late May, early June until the end of September and had the boat. And so we go boating every weekend and go fishing in the mornings and, you know, just have nice. fun. Yeah, so, awesome. I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely a big part of the way I grew up. And and uh, and I just think it's a shame if, if people don't get to, to have that same experience at some point in their life. But I guess that's part of living in the middle of, of farmland as well. Yeah, I guess so. My wife has similar sentiments because she grew up in northern uh, northern Saskatchewan, Prince Albert area. So up there, it's all forest and lakes everywhere, and it's it's beautiful. Um, so that was one of the toughest things for her moving uh, moving to this part of the country is that it's and it's pretty flat and not many trees, <laughs> so quite different in that regard. Absolutely, absolutely. Now. Okay, so you grew up in Hannah. Level with me here. Yeah. Everyone knows the band from Hannah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Do you know Chad Kroger or any other members of Nickelback? I No, I don't know any of them uh, personally. But okay. I guess growing up in the town that they grew up in, I mean, there were some 
there are some like little connections. Like I, I'm pretty positive I sat in Chad Kroger's desk um, in a number of my classes. His name yes. was carved in it, um, you know, a fair a fair bit. And all the teachers had stories about them, um, you know, and just like just things like that. So uh, I guess one of the the biggest connections is with that. I don't know the fo- I think it was the video for photograph. Yeah. Um, that whole song is about Hannah, and the they actually filmed the music video in Hannah. So it shut the, really? shut the place down for like a week, and uh, basically they that's all local people that are acting in it, and uh, they filmed it in, in like my what would have been, I guess the gym that I went to in my elementary school. They they filmed the the parts of them playing in that gym and. Um, the truck they used and it was actually one of our neighbors and just like all that kind of stuff. Right. Oh, so, wow. yeah, but I mean, I'm, <laughs> it's kind of funny cause they're like, sure, they're a huge band, but no one likes Nickelback. <laughs> That's kind of the funny part, right? Like they're they're I wouldn't say they're one of like Canada's greatest bands of all time or anything, but they oh, definitely don't made, there. Yeah. they made a huge impact. They in, did, you know, the early to mid two thousands, I would say yeah. I knew, you know, I used to own a bunch of their CDs yeah. Uh, when CDs were still the thing to own. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and we used to listen to them. They always had some, like, solid hits on much music. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like, and and so, like, they were they were definitely a, a well-known, very popular Canadian yeah. band for a number of years. And then I don't know why people began to just, like, dislike them so much. Yeah, I think they just kind of became a cliche. Like they were, yeah, kind they, of, they kind of embodied or kind of just became everything that people, like that whole like jock rock, you yeah. know, kind of douchey vibe that, that <laughs> they give. Like they just kind of went full tilt into that and maybe it just kind of fell out of style or people just had enough of it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I guess yeah. I was never really a big fan of them. Um, no. And but like, I, you know, I got to give them credit where credit's due. Like, yeah, they, they knew how to write a hit. And they knew how to fill a stadium, so you know they definitely did their their part or did whatever they they did well. So, dude, that's true. Well, speaking of music, I know that you are a musically <laughs> talented guy. Uh, oh, I wouldn't go there. I know. Well, you know, we have it on good record from uh, a prior bandmate, yes, uh, friend of the show, Kyle, and uh, who was also in your band. And so, dude, where did that come from? Did you grow up? uh playing instruments uh was it through you know school was it you know the garage kind of garage band mentality with you know high school friends and stuff where yeah no one knew how to write a song and yeah (laughs) you know but you guys all jammed out to your favorites that sort of thing totally yeah you're you're nailing it so um first of all i didn't really grow up playing music at all um no one in my family is like really musical or anything like that um it's something I just kind of fell into. I guess like when I was in school and in high school, junior high, whatever, um, I was never really like into sports and stuff. Um, like, I don't know, just didn't really click with those kind of people. And I kind of got really into music like pretty early and was kind of one of those kids, I guess. Like, I, you know, I was like music and art and stuff. And just kind of, I guess maybe looking back, one of the one of the weird kids in quotation marks. But, you know, like just didn't really – jive with a lot of other things so i i made some like really close friends um that were also like really into music and on that kind of thing so we just yeah we just started messing around with it It it's kind of funny though i I originally had a guitar and i was trying to learn how to play that took some lessons and stuff and then i remember talking with some friends and we had a guy that was like learning how to play drums and and then like three other people that played guitar so it's like, oh man, like where do I fit into this? So, because like the one guy was like awesome at guitar, and then there's another guy who was getting pretty good. And I was like, oh, I don't know. So I, I actually um, decided that I'd play bass instead because one common theme about all these little high school garage bands or junior high garage bands popping up was that they needed a bass player. Um, so I I got a bass and kind of faked my way through that, and <laughs> it was fun though. Like we. But yeah, we jammed and we covered some songs. We did some talent shows and stuff that I'm sure went terribly, but we thought we were pretty cool. Um, and then in high school, like the last, like I guess grade 11 and 12, some buddies of mine, like we we started a little a little like uh, metal core band called Rise to Ruin, 
and it was fun like basically what it was is we're just making a bunch of noise in like our uh the the church i was attending at the time had like this youth room that we would like get to jam in and i guess i I too i'd I'd play at church every now and then um just kind of growing up in those circles so that was a good opportunity but anyway we had this like youth room and we were just making a bunch of noise one day and like writing some like really heavy riffs and we thought we were like making these awesome breakdowns and stuff and then our our friend carlson he just came like running into the room and grabbed a microphone and started screaming and we thought it sounded awesome like we were like oh this guy's got it like he's our screamer like we we have we've got a vocalist now so <laughs> we like we like built this band around carlson being able to scream and it was awful like <laughs> I know we wrote we wrote like maybe one song that was like maybe okay, but anyway we played some some local like so a few like local shows and just had some fun with it, um, and then I kind of put it away. I didn't really do anything with it after I graduated. I kept the bass with me though, and I guess I, I played whenever I felt like it or had the opportunity. Um, and I think the way it went is like I was when I moved here, um, moved to Medicine Hat. Uh, for for the college here, um, I met Kyle kind of the first day, who's the drummer, uh, who, who's our drummer in, in Social Threat, and then I met Wade, uh, actually separately. I met them both at different times, and I, I remember Wade asked me if I if I was in a band or if I played music because I was wearing like I just looked like a band kid, I guess. Um, <laughs> I was like tight jeans and like a band shirt, and I had like. <laughs> the like long swept hair and stuff like i just you know i kind of just had that look i guess so he <laughs> i don't know if that's something to be proud of or not but <laughs> he, he like one of the first things he said to me was do you play music and i was like oh yeah i play bass so then pretty much right away like it was like hey come jam with us and i found myself you know getting to really like those guys and they're, they're like my best friends now and you know we had a, a solid you know five plus years making music together and basically before i met them though i didn't even really know much about my instrument at all. And they'd been playing music um, together for years and, and they, they, they knew their stuff pretty good. So a lot of what I know now and like what, who I am, I guess, as a musician, if you want to say that is um, kinda, I kind of owe it to the, like to Kyle and Wade and social threat stuff. Like I learned most of, I basically had to relearn everything or relearn things for the first time you know, playing, playing music with them. So it's been great. And I still play, I mean, I play, uh, I play, you know, in church a lot and I play, you know, we jam with, you know, Kyle Wade and I, we still jam sometimes and yeah, it's fun. It's something that I think I'll always, always be doing and kind of being a part of. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. I mean, music was something that I was never, like, I just never pursued it. I, I think my parents always realized that like, anything that had any level of difficulty i just quit just because <laughs> i i hated i still to this day hate being bad at things yeah uh as funny as that sounds because it's like how do you get any good at anything except if you start out bad but yeah that's a good that, that's interesting i i you know what i feel kind of the same like i i quit a lot of things but for some reason i just kind of stuck with the music stuff i think a lot of it is because i really liked the relationships that i built through it like you know, it, it, there's nothing better than than you know jamming with good friends or, or playing a really good show. Um, you know, where, where you know people are stoked in your music and stuff. And like, even though it's hard and like you're you know struggling through some stuff, things like that, I guess, keep me going. And I never really found that with soccer or anything else, right? It's just, right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome, man. See, and that's the thing is, I don't know. It just it wasn't for me. But that's also kind of the funny part. I don't know too many people who do both music and sports as funny as (laughs) that is you either kind of go down the road of like arts yeah or like sports i can i can literally count on one hand the amount of people i know who can both pick up a musical instrument and uh can like i don't want to say excel because that's rude to anyone who like doesn't play sports but like is also has it has succeeded well in athletics let's put it that way or succeeded yeah. in you know one or multiple sports <laughs> yeah just those like all-around gifted kind of people absolutely yeah yeah it's kind of weird i think it's a bit of a stereotype but i mean it's obviously true like to some degree i mean 
just looking at my experience, you know, for one, like, yeah, you're right. There is kind of a split. It's like you either kind of fall in, in like the, the sports kind of jock crowd or you fall into like the, it's like a, yeah, it's like a, almost like a cartoon version oh, of reality, but it, it's, it, it, it happens. It totally does. It, that's exactly it. I mean, obviously, I would say a huge part of it is probably just your formative, like, adolescent high school years where yeah. you're trying to find identity and you either find sure. it in, like, that artsy group of people. Because everyone knows, as you would, like, you know, close your eyes right now, you can think about the people who were in your high school and you yeah. know the people who were the arts people, whether it was, like, physical art or, you know, music or, you know, pictures or film or whatever it might be. And then you knew the other people who were yeah athletes or you had kind of the geeks or you know <laughs> yeah. you, they're they're very distinct and very very often i would say they do not overlap a right. lot of the time do you think it's still like that oh, i don't know you know i don't know enough high school kids yeah to, i know right to ask but i do have a lot of friends who work with like you know high school youth and stuff whether it's youth groups or after school programs or whatever it might be i could probably ask but yeah i just i don't know what would change that i guess yeah i don't know like one thing i just thought of is like the whole idea of being the nerdy guy it's kind of the cool way to go now like oh yeah you know what i mean like like the way i guess culture or society has kind of shifted it you know people kind of strive for that or like i guess our like that whole like nerd culture whatever has become really popular absolutely Um, so that sort of thing is uh is really taken off like the things that you know, maybe I would have, or you would have, or whoever would have, you know, gotten made fun of for, for liking in high school, um, you know, a bunch of years ago, that's not even a thing today, you know, like, oh, totally, like, even think, I, I think a huge proponent of that is like the rise of technology, though, right? Sure. Because I can think of when I was in high school, and it was this huge, almost it it seemed like a futuristic class in the fact that they had this what was it even called it was basically uh a class where you did like short videos and stuff okay kind of like the av club kind of thing almost but it it was a class (laughs) and every popular kid that i knew was in it because one they saw it as easy credits but two you got to handle this like kind of i don't want to say state of the art but it was probably at the time state of the art technology but it was these like camcorders that you know they were like handheld camcorders which is a huge deal at the time the school had sunk a ton of money into that and uh these super up-to-date computers for the you know video editing and i remember guys doing like claymation work but also like like live uh you know videos and stuff i remember I had a couple friends who wanted to do claymation because of Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> I and, remember those, yeah. Yeah, Wallace and Gromit was a cool show when I was in high school. And I remember them, they had like a little diorama basically with a few little figures in there. And it probably took them, I don't know how many hours to finally complete oh, even like a 10-minute video because, or probably wasn't even 10 minutes, because they had to like slowly tweak every little oh, piece. Yeah. Yeah, it's painstaking. There's a yeah. lot of work that goes into that. <laughs> and and only film for like less than a second. Right. And then like go back to it because you have to show the actual, you know, piece of clay moving, right? And so yeah. it, it's a lot of work that went into that. But, yeah. you know, it became a super popular class real quick. Huh. That and then the knockoff was if you didn't get into that one, which I didn't, I got into computer animation. So we were rendering okay. like cartoon figures and building little videos and stuff. Again, a very painstaking task. But right. at the time, technology was still cool to a point where you could actually build, um, I don't know how to describe it, but basically you could build a figurine to do actions over like a timed period. Okay. And so you just had to like say you wanted to make, you know, a frog and make his one i don't know what you call a frog's i guess it's a leg uh, but you like make it stand up and wave or whatever right uh you you had to still do it incrementally but it at least understood like what you were trying to do with it okay and so building the like timeline for it wasn't as difficult but it was still like 
really cool and probably i wouldn't say groundbreaking at the time but i'm sure there's way better technology for it now oh yeah and definitely it's, and it's way cooler with the ability to you know build cartoons and and showcase your content on things like youtube or other social media you know your facebook page and your yeah your instagram page and stuff like that right so yeah well that, that's the thing i think you kind of nailed it there the thing that has changed is yeah technology's progressed so far like you know like maybe not so long ago video games and you know things like that were kind of a a niche thing where like maybe they're a little more inaccessible or they're harder to grasp or harder to get into but now you have video games for example that are like they appeal to everybody and like they sink billions of dollars into these you know these game studios that that make mass market you know um games and stuff and like gaming culture isn't just like a niche kind of nerdy kid thing anymore it's like everyone does it uh, in some way like whether it's candy crush or yeah. uh, you know or star wars battlefront 2 or whatever yeah. it might be like everyone is into it to some degree and i don't know yeah pro- technology is like you know what we have in our in our hands with our phones because made us all a little little nerdier so oh, I think absolutely. That's, a good, that's a good thing for kids in high school these days oh for <laughs> sure and and i hope that it has helped like bridge like or helped bridge like different cliques and stuff within high schools uh, I'm sure there's still kind of a social hierarchy and stuff. Oh yeah, most I schools, think but, that'll never that'll never change. <laughs> but but I hope that there's been some blending of you know friend groups and and social circles and stuff because yeah. of things like the rise in technology and some of the cool trendy things that yeah. happen in society now, right? Well, like one example that just popped in my head is like the way that characters in media are being portrayed. Like think about yours and uh, you and Terex, your favorite show there. Uh, oh, Riverdale. Riverdale. Right. Look at look at Archie in that show. Absolutely. He's like he's like a kind of the jock guy. He's like he's fit. He plays football. He's kind of the star of the football team. And he's got a sensitive side where he like plays music and sings yeah. slow, pretty songs. And he's got like, you know, he's got kind of he's that well-rounded kind of um, blend of a lot of different things. And, and that that's not all that uncommon. Like whereas maybe, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, maybe your, your media you know, personalities would be more segmented. You'd have, you know, think of the original um, Archie comics. Like you had, right. you had, you know, Jughead is like the kind of the weird guy. And then like you had Moose and the football team. Yeah, and you right. had these like very right. segmented, um, you know, kind of groups or whatever. Now yeah. it's like it's blended. Ain't that the truth? Though? That's actually very interesting you say that. Uh, not only because it's Riverdale, but also because <laughs> you're very right. Like, it's helping try to break down these barriers of like, okay, yeah, you're a jock or an athlete, whatever you want to call them. And so you have to have this like tough persona or, you know, this cool guy mentality, but you can also be a sensitive person and, you know, uh, and, and be into, to other well, things. Or I guess like sensitive maybe isn't even the word. It's just like, you know, you can be interested in other things or like yeah, just, that's a know, good have, point. have an artsy side or whatever, or like in, appreciate Music yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to call all musicians sensitive. Yeah, you know, like, I, was, I was just thinking that, that you don't want to like loop that all into a sensitive category, <laughs> or, or else I'm I'm not helping the cause whatsoever. <laughs> but dude, let's yeah. let's get back to you here for a sec. Oh man. Um, okay, so you moved to Medicine Hat. I assume is that where you met your wife, or where did you meet her? Uh, I actually met her in uh, in a punk rock bar in yes. Calgary. Um, yeah, so basically, yeah, from Hannah, I went to Calgary. Um, that's where I met our mutual friend, Jared. Right. Um, so yeah, I went to Rocky Mountain College in Calgary for a year. I did one of their, like, um, year-long kind of immersion programs. It, it was yep. fun. I had a good time. Didn't learn too much. Just had, <laughs> you know, had a lot of, had a lot of fun. Yep. Um, and then I moved to Medicine Hat, um, the year following uh, and actually, I originally went to the college for um, graphic design. So I enrolled in the visual communications program. And I did about two years or so of that and realized that it wasn't all that I thought it would be. Or I guess I didn't really, I don't know. I don't know. I just realized that maybe I like more of the marketing and communications side of what graphic design and that kind of stuff was, I guess, more of the business side of things. So I ended up going into the business program there. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of where my education went. But in terms of meeting my wife, yeah, that was actually from the band. 
Um, <laughs> so yes. I, you were talking to Kyle last week, but yeah, we would we would try to get out and play shows like every weekend. We'd be we'd be out and we'd try to do you know um, longer stretches whenever we could. And Calgary was one of those places we played at all the time. Um, and actually, that's that's where I met Jamie. So um, Jamie actually grew up. My wife Jamie actually grew up with um, with Kyle and Wade and okay. Kyle's wife in Prince Albert. Oh, so wow. they, they all grew up together. Um, and basically Kyle and Jamie moved here. Wade kind of followed them here. And then <laughs> I ended up meeting them here. So then the band formed and we, we you know, did that, that thing. And then during one of our shows, Jamie, my wife, Jamie, it's confusing because Kyle married to Jamie and I also married to Jamie. So <laughs> it's, uh, it, it gets kind of confusing. So right, hopefully. Right. We can follow this. Um, so yeah, Jamie, my wife, was working in um, in Calgary at the time uh, in like a work term, like a practicum. And she came to see Kyle and Wade and Jamie, um, you know, at this at this uh, bar and when we were playing a show. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we met. We met that day and uh, kind of went from there. So and we kind of hit it off right away. And then uh, actually as – luck would have it or i don't know what was what was at work there but she actually jamie came with us on a tour like the following week i think it was like it wasn't even that long since we'd first met Uh, i could be remembering that wrong but it wasn't long after we met that she came on a bit of a tour with us and and there she met like my parents and kind of it kind of just all happened pretty quick and then um yeah i guess from there on we we were dating and then we, we eventually got married. Oh, awesome, man. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Okay. So if, if anything came from, if nothing came from the band, um, other than, you know, some <laughs> good experiences and, some ex- and whatever else, I, I met my wife through it. So <laughs> Dude, <laughs> we, we didn't hit, we didn't hit uh, fortune and we didn't, uh, you know, get a, all, all the fame, but uh, I met my <laughs> wife. So that's good. Oh, that's awesome, Ben. Um, <laughs> Okay, now this is something I probably should have asked right off the get-go. Okay, yeah. And maybe I should know this, maybe I shouldn't know this, but how old are you? Because I feel like you've got the trendy and hip taste of a 25-year-old, <laughs> the distinguished facial hair of a 35-year-old. Oh, wow, thank you. And the wisdom, I was trying to think of how to like smoothly say this earlier, I might add, uh and just like you're a very wise guy you remind me of like a 45 year old so i feel like you're probably not in your 40s or nope. potentially not even in your 30s nope yeah wow. i'm uh, i'm 27 you're 27 yes okay awesome okay that's great so yeah. now you guys have been married how long we are working on year number six holy um it's exciting wait hold on oh <laughs> Better cut this so she doesn't hear this. Yeah, it's <laughs> five years. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think we're working on year six. Oh, that's great, dude. Yeah. That's really exciting stuff. Sweet. So you work in marketing now, correct? I do, yeah. So uh, I work as the marketing director at a company called New Rock Developments. Uh, we're a real estate developer. We do projects in uh, BC, Alberta, and Saskatchewan. And uh, a lot of our stuff is just is like multifamily or kind of you know larger larger developments. Uh, yeah. Our main product right now is like a forty plus bungalow style development, and okay. yeah, it's good. I've really been enjoying it. I've actually only been there since February. Yep. Um, but it, it was a, a good change of pace, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. So. Okay. Now, what is that? Gig. Being a marketing director, what does that all like entail? Like, is that okay? being kind of the public face of the company or are we just talking like behind the scenes doing like running ads and you know that sort of yeah thing? Uh, it's kind of a lot of that so whenever needed yeah I'm, I'm the guy on the radio or i'm the guy um you know kind of putting the face to the company um but more often like that doesn't happen every day my, my you know kind of day-to-day activities do revolve around the marketing so it's it's all about um you know, I manage our social media. I manage, um, you know, we do a lot of our our um, sign and print production in house. 
so I, I kind of manage a, a graphic designer and and a bit of a team there for the creation of our our billboards and our signs, um, you know, all of our print ads, and and just kind of the, the way that our company is represented, as well as all the communities that we're building are represented. So each of those have their own brand and their own kind of identity. So kind of creating and managing those, and then of course promoting and helping our sales team kind of sell the properties as well. So. Oh, that's cool, man. So you guys are yeah. completely like it's home home base in Medicine Hat. And then from there, you guys have crews and stuff that go out and build these developments. Yeah. So it's uh, Medicine Hat is home base. And then you're right. We, we kind of have uh, project supervisors and project coordinators that um, bring everything together in whatever city that we're, we're building in. So oh, yeah, awesome. that, that whole side of things, I'm not really like too involved with at all. Right, um, right. And obviously so like it's, it's, you know, <laughs> What I what I do is more than a full time job in itself, so um, I don't really worry too much about construction. But right, that's right. how it works. Yeah, we we hire out what we need to, and and yeah, we we're up to a lot of projects right now. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, let's uh, let's dive into to what Caleb is like after work. And, <laughs> uh, All right. Get, give me a bit of a rundown, man. What do you guys like to do on you know weekends or for vacations or? You know what? What are some of your other interests aside from just work and friends, and obviously your wife and all those sorts of things? Yeah, for sure. So um, my wife and I we have we have two dogs, um, two mini schnauzers. Um, they they keep us pretty busy. So we're pretty active usually. Like we, we you know we go for a lot of walks. We go hiking a lot. We go camping whenever we can. Um, you know, just staying outdoors, staying busy with that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. We kind of just your average stuff, I guess. Nothing, nothing too exciting. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're we we have a few shows on Netflix that we follow, and of course, of course. <laughs> no, I I know, like just whatever. You know, I'm, I'm into. Uh, I like to dabble in the craft cocktails, so kind of making making drinks and stuff like that for uh, just for fun. I kind of stumbled onto it with a book called The Twelve Bottle Bar. And it's just kind of fun, like making old fashions and whiskey sours and stuff. So For sure. some nights, some, some nights I'm doing that, and then music, and yeah, all sorts of different things. Dude, that's awesome. I like the idea of like mixology and stuff like that. That's <laughs> a that's a really cool thing. I know I had one friend back home who I don't even know how he stumbled onto it, but he just okay. like he was he was single at the time. Him and uh, another friend were living together in this house he had just built for himself. And, uh, and I think they just kind of like got fascinated with different kinds of, you know, liquors and, you know, different techniques that are, you know, used and everything. And they just started just buying different things and then buying all the, like, you know, the glasses and the proper kinds of like, like, uh, what is it? Like, I guess whiskey stones or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and you know, the shaker and, and they got kind of just got creative. Right. And so that's a, that's a really cool thing. Now, do you guys do a lot of like entertaining with that sort of thing, or is it just yeah? Like- we, we like to whenever we can, um, for sure. And that's kind of I think the reason why I find that stuff so interesting is maybe interesting in and of itself. Like, I never grew up like drinking or like alcohol just wasn't really a thing in my upbringing or right. or anything like that. Um, my, my family doesn't drink and 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 you know things like that. And um, when I dis when I you know, I would say discover, but when I like started drinking or when i had my first beer or whatever um it was probably later than maybe a lot of people had (laughs) but what i appreciated about it right off the bat um was kind of the i didn't discover drinking in like the party scene i guess right i kind of discovered it outside of that with uh two friends that i had at the time that were kind of into the whole like craft um side of things in the earlier stages of it when it was kind of just getting popular yeah and then um i don't know so i just kind of have always appreciated that side of of like beer or of of cocktails and stuff is kind of the the artistry behind it or the history behind it or you know what goes into it kind of thing so i I think i've enjoyed making uh, the the cocktail stuff has been fun because that's what it is it's like you're you know you're not like drinking to get smashed you're you're drinking to like enjoy what it is and kind of bring out the nuances in a certain type of whiskey or bourbon or whatever it is and you know kind of uh make something that that's kind of special or unique or to be enjoyed absolutely you know and it always just like uh 
I don't know. There's certain things that just hint at it, right, for me. Like, uh, you ever see the show Mad Men? Yeah, of course. I love that show. It's not only super misogynistic, folks, <laughs> uh, because it's from the 60s and these guys treat women terribly in their offices. Yeah. But these guys are those guys who, like, sit around. There's always, like, a group of chairs in an office. They all sit around and, like, have a drink together while they're working, have a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, in what world was that ever an acceptable thing? But at some point it must have been. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's some, like, high-profile offices – even today that you can probably walk in and they'll have like several different like whiskey decanters or whatever and uh, everyone sits around and has a drink but ever since like kind of seeing that sort of stuff obviously like old james bond movies and stuff oh, like yeah. yeah there's there's something about that there's something about just like having like a, almost feeling classy while you have like <laughs> a drink you know exactly yeah yeah, that's a good way to put it too. Is like the classiness of it, or I don't, I don't even classiness isn't always the right word, but, but yeah, just that idea that it's like something, something special or something again, again to be enjoyed or, yeah. or savored or to kind of mark an occasion or to mark time with friends or, Absolutely. you know, it just I guess I, I the way I kind of came into that was maybe just from a, a bit of a different perspective on on drinking or on alcohol itself so again i didn't really discover it through the part my, my i didn't discover um rye and whiskey from uh, you right. know slamming <laughs> slamming uh rum and or you know whiskey and cokes yeah yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> no and that's there's something to be said for that because i think you hit it right on you know you hit the nail right on the head man like that's it there's something to be said for people who can begin to appreciate it and enjoy it from probably a more mature perspective uh because i was definitely the guy who understood it from the age of 15 16 where it was like you just take it and you put it down as fast as you can because you enjoy this idea of like drunkenness plus you have this peer pressure that that's what everyone else is doing and so it's it's not about like going "Mm, can you taste the you know hickory in that or can you taste the fruity flavors in this in this scotch and it's like you know it's uh it was a total different mentality and and now now i can finally sit back and like you know drink a drink a glass of scotch with guys and and like really enjoy what i'm you know taking in or you know, drink some craft beers, even though I still don't really understand craft beer nearly well enough. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to get there, especially from living here. We actually have a, a local oh, yeah. brewery and uh, I'm part of a trivia team. Okay. That, that uh, we, That's awesome. we, we have trivia nights once a month. And, um, and so a buddy invited me to come on this team and then, you know, everyone's ordering a beer and I don't know any of their like beers at this place right and so the guy who invited me to come down he's like he asked for a white ipa i had no okay. idea what the heck a white ipa but it was but i was like you know what i'll have one we'll see how this yeah. goes yeah and it's like the most delicious thing i've ever drank i love it <laughs> and i could drink That's this awesome. stuff all day uh but you know it's it's like trying to get used to this trying to get comfortable and yeah. and uh and just like entering this whole different world when it comes to just like drinking all together, I guess. Sure. But uh, yeah, man, no, that's that's cool that you're into like kind of that mixology side of things. I, I think that that would just add for such a fun evening with friends. <laughs> it, it often is, yeah. And I, it, it's something that it just came to mind because you know I just uh, just a few nights ago here I was working on my whiskey sour recipe with with my wife, but. Um, I guess it's not something that like, we go and do every night or whatever. So right. it, it's not like it's a hobby, I guess. It's just something I'm interested yeah. in. I guess, so. No, that's cool yeah. though, man. I think I think people need more more personalities like that. I I think that that would really benefit. I mean, I just find a lot of the time when I was hanging out with friends in Three Hills, it was let's all sit around and watch a movie. And it's just like, I mean, there's a time to do that, but it's also, you may be around people, but it's a very unsocial event. Right. I would much rather sit around with people, have a drink, maybe play some cards. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or just sit and, and BS with everyone, just kind of shoot the breeze. Like, there's there's something to be said for that, at least from my own personal kind of opinion. 
but uh, oh, yeah, for I mean, sure, yeah. I, I I can definitely appreciate a guy who who has you know fun and and interesting hobbies like that. But you guys are outdoors people. I know that much. Yeah, yeah, we really enjoy that. Uh, the camping and the hiking, for sure. Um, this year, we invested a you know a fair bit of money into our our like backcountry and kind of um, you know more backpack style um, camping. Yeah. Um, we we did a trip to Thailand uh, about that was almost two years ago now. We spent three weeks there and we backpacked it, and wow. we discovered that we just love loved it like it was awesome so um that kind of set the tone for how we want to travel and then we realized too like why not you know kind of do this more regularly and yeah. you know and do this in the mountains and you know and, and you know I, I know um with Tarek there uh we we did that camping trip with him and Brittany and and two other friends there and it was it was great like we we loved that that was a a really a really fun weekend and we'll definitely do it again so yeah. stuff like that is, is is great we love it now do you guys keep pretty local to just like alberta or have you guys gone and done any you know hiking or anything like that kind of not necessarily abroad but kind of expanded your your reach i guess a little bit in that sense um bc is kind of as far as we we've gotten okay. with, with that like the camping and stuff uh, we've been looking at different abroad trips like i know uh, i think it's uh peru they have some pretty cool stuff um we're actually we just booked our flights yesterday but we're um, we're actually going to costa rica um oh, wow. over the christmas break uh we decided to just try something different and we're going to be in costa rica over christmas um so we're gonna we're, we're backpacking that too and we'll we'll, we'll probably end up you know pitching a tent somewhere and and you know kind of roughing it there there's a lot of really cool campgrounds and stuff in their national parks and i think that'd be a lot of fun so we, we haven't done our itinerary yet but i think we'd probably end up doing that there that's awesome dude yeah you know what it's funny that you're saying costa rica my parents and uh some of their super close friends who actually live in calgary um they go for like a two-week vacation somewhere warm every spring all right. And uh, it's typically, you know, all-inclusive resorts in places like Cuba and Mexico right. and stuff like that. But they've actually been looking at Costa Rica recently. Okay. And my brother's been there, and I have quite a few friends who have all gone down. And they all say it's, like, the greatest place on earth uh, to go on vacation. Huh. And so I, I do hope that you guys have a great time. I've yeah, been told uh, nothing but positive things. I've never heard a bad thing come out of Costa Rica. Right, yeah, same, same here. We've heard lots of good stuff. It was actually a coworker that recommended it to me because I, I told her we're going to maybe, you know, think we're going on a southern trip or so, mm -hmm. headed somewhere tropical. And it turns out her and her husband had been to, like, every place you could imagine. <laughs> and, and they said, like, unequivocally, like, Costa Rica is the place to go you know go there first and and just don't mess around kind of thing so yeah i'm we're excited we again we've heard nothing but good so Dude, we'll see how awesome. it goes that's all and yeah. i love the fact that you guys are going to kind of rough it a little bit and and go you know camping in a completely foreign country that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like such a like a foreign concept but also like such an awesome experience i'm sure it'll be yeah we're, we're excited a lot of it is what brought us there and what we started looking at was there's some really great national parks along the coast, uh, yeah. along the West Coast there. And and that's where we've been recommended to kind of hang out mostly. And there's some great towns and great places to kind of do stuff there. And then we, we got looking into the, what they offer a bit more. And there's a lot of um, like hostel kind of places where you can, you can kind of camp and stay, um, you know, on the beach or close to and there's kind of little communities built around that and I don't know, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. That's exciting stuff, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Okay. Now it wouldn't be a Matt chat without <laughs> talking about the realistic and unrealistic future of where you see yourself going. Okay. Uh, so I always like just trying to, to gauge with people what what some of their dreams and stuff for their future are. Now, obviously, it's just you and your wife. I'm sure you guys get an earful about, you know, are you guys having kids anytime soon? All that sort of stuff. I won't, yeah. I won't uh, you know, push that agenda at all. But, um, you know, where, where do you see yourself kind of in the next few years? Do you see you guys self just hanging out exactly where you're at? Um, 
I'm sure you're happy with your job. It sounds like a fun one. Yeah, yeah. And, and so is the goal just to, you know, just keep doing your thing uh, with where you guys are, are currently situated or, or do you guys Yeah, see? I, I'd say so. That's that's kind of a boring answer, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we have no reason to kind of be looking elsewhere. Um, Absolutely. I, I'm enjoying my, you know, the my career that, I, that I'm working on and, and Jamie likes her work and – you know, I, I don't know if you listen. If your listeners listened to all the episodes, but we just recently moved, yeah. um, and that's been great. We've it's kind of a new adventure that we're we're looking at. Uh, we're looking, you know, forward to living out and and you know spending our time here. Um, I don't know. Like we definitely want to travel a bit more. That was part of the heart behind the move mm-hmm. is to give ourselves some of that freedom, so to not have the, the ownership of a place and be able to. Um, you know, just drop the dogs off at our at our farm and uh, head out somewhere. For sure. Um, so that you know that that's definitely on the agenda. We wanna we wanna travel more and kind of take some take some time to do things like that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, other than that, like nothing too drastic, man. I think we we had a pretty uh, by some standards would say a, a pretty drastic year this year. Yeah. With, with the move and just with with different things. Um, I actually just started that the job I'm at again, like I said, in February. Yeah. I was kind of switching careers there. Um, you know, a, a lot of things kind of landing this year. So yeah, we don't we don't have plans for you know big or you know monumental plans for the next few years. That's for sure. Right. Right. No, yeah. that's awesome. And and I think there's something to be said for that as well. For oh yeah. You know, not not making these huge drastic changes in your lives or anything like that. And um. I mean, but you guys, I know through, you know, conversations with both yourself and with, you know, guys like Tarek that uh, there's definitely something to be said for, you know, the community that you guys have. Uh, oh, yeah, going absolutely. On and, you know, just the, the friendship circles that you have happening even at home. And so even though there's no like real drastic changes happening to your life that uh, or, you know, drastic by society standards, I should say. Uh, because I would say you guys did have a pretty pretty eventful year, um, you know. I'm I'm happy with what you guys are doing, and I think that it's really I think there's something to be said for that as well, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's uh, we can't complain. <laughs> absolutely, for sure, for sure. Well, thanks so much, man. I I really appreciate that you were able to do this with me. Um, you are, like I said, the first guy that I've done one of these with that like. I don't have the deepest friendship with, but you're definitely a guy that I love talking with. Uh, I love how our kind of friendship has developed, and I I genuinely do look forward to how it how it continues to move forward. Yeah, man. And uh, you know, like I was saying, I kind of like said this whole thing now uh, when I when I couldn't hear from you anymore. But you know, uh, for those that are kind of wondering, are we ever going to get to hear from Caleb again? Like. We will for sure have Caleb on, you know, a number of times in the future with as long as talk to me with T and Maddie B is alive, we will always have <laughs> Caleb Motts. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm and like I always joke about this, but I'm desperately trying to rebrand myself after that uh, conspiracy <laughs> theory episode. So I'm I'm on anytime for any topic, so let's do it. <laughs> Dude, you know, it's funny because this episode won't probably air until late November. But okay, yeah. Uh, for this will be super old news, everybody. But <laughs> let me ask you this, Caleb, regarding conspiracy theories. Oh man, what's what's going on, dude? So this is being recorded on October twenty fourth, ladies and gentlemen. Donald Trump is saying that he is going to release any, um, I don't know what you want to call them, classified documents about the JFK uh, okay. Assassination on Thursday, October twenty sixth. These things oh. come out. Uh, I don't know if you'd heard about this at all. You know what? I I I'd, I'd seen something about it on my newsfeed, and yeah. I didn't look into it because I was having a super busy day <laughs> at work today. But um, definitely something I, I put on the list to check out later. Uh, and I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm curious to know uh, what uh, you know Dude, what I- what what that says. I just or yeah, what that means. I just right? like what does that mean? If, He's going to release it. Well, I guess there's from what I've from what I've read, I guess like I don't know ninety percent of anything that had to do with the JFK assassination is already out in the open. Okay, yeah. But there is this little section um, of I guess, 
as silly as it sounds, apparently this is little. Uh, it's like 300 or 3,000 documents or something like that. <laughs> uh, or maybe it's 3,000 pages. That probably sounds a little more reasonable. Yeah, perhaps. But uh, apparently there's some documents that have not been released yet. And a, okay. And I guess there was something about 25 years ago in 1992 that uh, Congress or the Senate, someone, some high up committee within the U.S. government had said within 25 years time you guys need to be able to like you have to release this to the public basically oh wow okay and so now it's 25 years later and they are kind of donald trump has said you guys have to release this (laughs) and we don't know if there's going to be any like huge shocking developments that come from it or if it's just all going to be a bunch of crap that nobody really cares about and it's like yeah we already knew that Okay. So it could be some shocking details. It could be absolutely nothing. Nobody knows. But yeah. I'm sure someone will probably do their research and dig through the entire thing by Friday. <laughs> and uh, we will know if there's any huge developments in a, yep. an assassination that took place like 40 oh, years ago. That's good. I can't ago. wait to watch the YouTube videos on it because that's where I get all my stuff from. So <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this, dude. I really oh, do appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed Caleb, and I hope you guys enjoy him as we move forward, and he is a regular guest uh, slash potential co-host. You know, if uh, Tarek isn't around, I know that Caleb's a guy that I always want to reach out to. <laughs> uh, or if I'm away, I know that Tarek can always reach out to him. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks so much, buddy. Yeah, good stuff. Anytime. Happy to be here. And yeah, all the best, man. Yeah. Peace out, folks.